0: Some good news from Soldier Field. It's the Vikings post game report. Paul Allen with Pete Versich. That was a fun game to call despite the low score, 19 13. And, you know, there were problems all over the field with people getting hurt and stuff like that. But Anytime, A, the Vikings win, and, B, we get to come to Pete's hometown and uh, call a game from Soldier Field, uh, that's nothing but good news, and uh, the Vikings improved to 2-4. and four. No,
1: absolutely, and, and the, I think the great part of it is that the defense really carried the day today, Paul. Uh, you know, two interceptions, a fumble recovery. The fumble recovery goes for a touchdown. The number of sacks, they have five sacks on the day. You know, the, what Flores and his plan coming in here against Justin Fields was absolutely fantastic. Now, you know, one of the interception was, was on Justin Fields. The other thing is the pressure and the hits. I think it was a Josh Metellus hit that eventually got Fields out of the game. So, you know, you, you get physical with the quarterback the best you can these days. Yeah, the rules have changed a little bit. But defensively, there's no question that, that they, they carried the game. I mean, the offense only had two first downs in the entire second half. And so I, I have a lot more concerns on that side of the football now without JJ than I than I did a week ago. So you know we'll see what happens in the with the guard position and some of those injuries. But overall, man, our offense had a, had a had a tough day.
0: So, um, Tyson Bajan, an undrafted rookie from Shepherd University in uh, West Virginia, he replaced Fields for a majority of the second half. Uh, Let me ask you this because you played, and you played for some very good Vikings teams, but you also coached. When you spend all week getting ready for Fields in the running, and he and DJ Moore are on fire, and then you have to deal with Tyson Bajan, who hasn't taken a regular season snap. He played in the preseason, zero touchdowns, one interception. Does that in any way throw a defense off, or maybe you know make it think, okay, we're winning 19-6, yeah. we can't lose this game. Well, that's
1: the one thing that you have to do is you can't take a breath defensively. You can't you can't sit back and say, okay, you know we we're, we we could take a break and just kind of coast a little bit because of the changes at quarterback. You got to continue to do what you do, and you have to. And Flores, I think, did that was just see what part of the offense were they going to keep with this guy, and what were they going to get rid of. And for the most part, they, they kept the running game and in the option game as well. But when push came to shove, and, and and Pageant had to throw the ball deep, he obviously did not get it done. He got a couple of hitches, a couple of timing routes. But when he, they actually went for it, because you know they had three and a half minutes left or so, a couple timeouts, they had a lot of time. They got past midfield. They decided to take a shot deep, and we made them pay for it. So great job by Byron Murphy seeing the ball in the air and making a play on it.
0: The only offensive touchdown of the game for the Minnesota Vikings went the way of Jordan Addison. And uh, defensively, Jordan Hicks with the second defensive touchdown of his career. Uh, Daniil Hunter had a couple of sacks. Harrison Phillips got in there. Shoot. Very first Bears offensive play of the game, DJ Wanham crushed. Uh, Justin Fields, and I don't know what it is with DJ, yeah. but when he comes to Soldier Field, he's on fire. He has like five and a half, six and a half sacks alone here. He
1: is, and it's funny because I went and talked to Thayer and Joniak, and they they at halftime, and they said, "Hey, what you know? What's up with this Wanham guy in the Bears? Right? <laughs> I mean,
0: we, he
1: just destroys the Bears every time he you know plays against them. And it's like, all right, well, maybe you'll see him in a few years as a free agent because that's what teams seem to remember. But uh, all those guys stepped up without Davenport. They all stepped up and you know and played well. So, um, you know, defensively, I can't talk. I can't talk enough about what they did. They won this football game today. We're, you know we're an offensive-minded team. That's where all our money is. it's where a lot of our draft picks and draft capitals has gone. And yet the defense came in today and, and did a really, really good job.
0: Uh, Kevin O'Connell has never lost at Soldier Field. The Vikings have beaten the Bears four consecutive times at Soldier Field and five consecutive times overall. KOC with his press conference following the game. Let's hear what he
2: had to say. Excited for our team uh, being 1-0 in the division. A um, uh, lot of things we can improve on um, as a football team, but the number one thing I wanted to see today was just our response, um, and, and I thought our defense was a great example um, of regardless, uh, you know, what was going on in the football game, our lack of ability to move or, you know, inability to move it in the second half. Offensively, they just never flinched. They made a bunch of big, big-time plays. Um, Jordan Hicks was tremendous. Byron Murphy, Josh Mattel, Daniel Hunter are just a few of the names that come to mind. Um, they got off to a great start. They forced a bunch of negatives. We finally did win the turnover battle. Um, and then, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, able to get a, a, a big turn over there late by Byron to kind of seal uh, that drive up and, and allow us to, you know, get a first down and run that clock all the way out, essentially, um, on that sequence. Um, offensively, we got to be better. Uh, you know, didn't run it all that well today, didn't handle the movement, didn't handle a lot of the things we anticipated that we did see, um, and then in general, um, just, couple plays here and there um, in the past game. I thought Kirk played really clean, uh, really efficient football. Uh, gave some guys some opportunities. Jordan down the sideline in the first half, a couple third downs there, where we're just, just, slightly, uh, just slightly off. We'll detail stuff up and uh, continue to try to push forward. Uh, and, uh, you know, proud of our group all together to get a win in, our, in the NFC North. Um, just got to start finding ways now. Our response now off of a victory is to take a strong look at the tape uh, in really all three phases and uh, figure out how we improve um, and, and, and continue to just chase uh, our best performance, which is still out there for us. Kevin, just how important has Jordan
1: Higgs been to maybe the team
2: overall, but um, just that defense? Yeah. Alec, he's well, basically a unanimous captain voted by his teammates, and, and he's somebody that I really lean on um, in addition to Harrison. Uh, you know, Smith and Phillips and Daniil and, and and Byron and some of them and Metellus on defense. But Jordan's just, he's seen so much football. He's been so productive for a long time. He's our green dot. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, within our defense depending on the game plan. Um, but what Jordan did today kind of rivaled what Harry, Harry uh, did against the Panthers. It just felt like um, he was not going to be denied a chance to be the guy to go out there uh, and respond, and uh, how he was on the sideline, how he was all week in prep. Uh, really, really happy with Jordan and proud of him as one of our you know core leaders showing up the way he did today. At, the, at first glance, what did you think of how they how you? Bears played you without Justin was it more or less what you thought or? Uh, yeah we got you know a lot of you know more more single high than than probably what we're accustomed to against those guys uh, but clearly uh, a willingness to send some pressures DB pressures uh, different uh, linebacker pressures um, thought we had you know we practiced against a lot of those looks and on uh, you know when you're calling some play passes and you're trying to get the ball down the field maybe uh, to activate some matchups or attack some voided zones you um, got to give the quarterback time and, and, and it was kind of a revolving door of you know a uh, missed, missed assignment here uh, you know some from some of our more reliable players um, and and you know our guys are excited to get the win but our offense will be hungry to go back to work and make sure we rectify some of those things because honestly the way Kirk was throwing it today I um, feel like it could have been a, a much much bigger day but you got to give Coach Fluce and his staff over there a lot of credit for doing some of those things that kind of slowed us down and just couldn't make that one third down play in the second half to to really get a drive going. Thought we had a chance on a screen maybe to, to come to life. Cam was able to muster up seven yards on the play, but into a pressure, chance to get one on, you know, one block done there. And uh, you know, it took pretty heroic play for Cam even to get seven when I'm looking at that like it's got a chance to be a big one. Um, but that's kind of was the theme of the day especially in the second half. I was very happy with the way we hand, handled the end of the first half. Uh, two minute you know to basically use the time efficient use our timeout smartly. Um, and then Kirk uh, you know decisive as all get up got a really clean look at the play. Jordan ran a great route and it was a big touchdown there. Although we uh, you know got the extra point blocked.
1: How much of, of Tyson Bajan had you guys seen or How much were you able to prepare for Yeah,
2: I watched him in the preseason. I watched some of, you know, he moves the team. You know, he can be activated very – what they've done a really good job of is their offense can stay very similar um, when their backup goes in there because he's a great athlete, throws it well. Uh, I felt – you know, I was watching him. He had great poise out there, seemed to really run the show. Um, So it was with, you know, basically uh, Justin going down there. Uh, We didn't expect their offense to change all that much, and it didn't. And, uh, you know, we had to make some plays defensively to, to get off the field, which I was proud of our guys for. What did you see just with the
3: run game today and, and um, given what it looked like the last few weeks? Yeah. What did
0: you feel like was different?
2: Yeah, you know, it was just, you know, some of the some very similar looks, quite honestly, um, to what we had kind of anticipated, whether it's a defensive end. Um, we call it a spike when they kind of take an inside gap or uh, just some movement that we didn't handle well, trying to get to the second level. Um, just, you know, I think, you know, we showed our guys, you know, a lot of those looks, thought we got a great, uh, uh, some good looks out of our uh, scout team in practice, but that did not translate uh, to our ability to be effective against those things today. And you give them credit, thought they were physical um, and, and, and thought they did a nice job, um, you know, tackling for the most part on the day. And, and, and even though I, Alex ran really hard, Cam got in there and did some good things, um, just didn't see the, you know, the space in there uh, that we've kind of been able to generate over the last couple weeks. Before, was that a re-aggravation? No. Nope. Uh, opposite ankle. Uh, opposite ankle. I don't have a lot of detail on that right now. Um, we'll get him as much treatment as we can. We'll try to use uh, the extra day to see if we can turn him over. But uh, I'll keep you guys posted on where he's at. Um, had a couple other guys kind of come in and out there a little bit. Yeah, Cleveland uh, is kind of, uh, I think it's a foot, uh, foot, midfoot kind of thing, whether it's a sprain or Um, You know, Bruce, you know, he'll have to be evaluated as well. Those would probably be the two that um, I'll keep you guys posted on throughout the week.
3: When it comes to the third downs, was there something you could identify there where they were
2: being converted or something you want to look at? Yeah, I mean, the way they tried to play us, uh, a lot of one-on-ones, trying to, you know, generate, play some man coverage. They got healthier today in their secondary and were confident to play some man. Um, You know, we had uh, early on in the game, uh, we hit K.J. kind of, you know, on that route. We end up, you know, fourth and a half a yard. We, we convert there. Um, and then there was just some, you know, just felt like there were some ops. Jordan in a one-on-one uh, kind of on an ISO route. We pick up a pressure and, and just, a, you know, just off a little bit on our timing um, and then and thought we had a chance to K.J., you know, T.J. On a, on a couple there. It was good to see T.J. get going a little bit in that two-minute drive. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're going to continue to press forward. Uh, got a lot of confidence in our pass game. Uh, we'll detail it up, uh, I'll give those guys some better calls, and, and hopefully we'll improve rapidly because that's my expectation with that group, especially when Kirk, uh, you know, played the way he did today. You know, should should have been a lot more out there. On the
0: intentional grounding, was that
2: supposed to be a screen? It looked no. like CJ was blocking it. Yeah, no, that was a, uh, you know, kind of, you know, anticipated something like that, kind of had talked through it, just didn't get the blocking done um, with pressure, kind of right at those two backs right there. Um, you know, and, and uh, I think just wasn't great execution there. And then Kirk was just trying not to take a sack in the moment. And, and CJ had kind of his, you know, his assignment had ended up being the pressure guy. And, and at that point, you uh, would love to make himself available to catch the ball. And, and uh, you know, just I, I, I would argue that that's a uh, that's a debatable uh, conclusion that they came to. Um, but that is not my job to publicly argue that uh, conclusion. What did you think just about the plan that Brian Flores
3: put together against Justin Fields?
2: Yeah, I thought it was a really good plan. I thought they adjusted. There was a little bit more. Um, They were having some hits and some success there in some of the wide zone game. I thought Flo and his staff adjusted uh, really well. Uh, Rumpf and and Pat Hill and, and Sarav, Pet, and those guys kind of getting together and figuring out ways to limit that impact of that play moving forward, which was good. Um, and then really it was just about trying to get them. I thought we forced some early third and longs, second and longs. Um, and then it was kind of on – you guys probably felt that it was kind of on our terms a little bit at that point. Uh, they did a good job staying efficient in the second half, eating clock and kind of first, second, third, first, second, third. Um, but for the most part we wanted to try to eliminate the true explosive uh, to, to DJ. And I know they got Mooney on a high cross. They got DJ down the seam there on that one. But for the most part – um, we were able to kind of limit some of those explosives that this offense has really gotten going lately uh, with Justin and that skill group For
3: Byron to get his first pick of the season, yeah. to have it come in that moment What was, it like, was that like for you to see, given how
2: important he is? This? Yeah, he's uh, you guys know he's been huge um, Really somebody that, um so, so happy that we got him here And he's really assumed a, a heck of a role for us, not only defensively with what we do um, We ask him to play outside, we ask him to go inside and sub uh, but the leadership kind of reminiscent of a of a Jordan Hicks as far as the guy that you know just continuously does his job he's tough dependable and uh great moment right there for him and it's great to give him a game ball after the game
0: Thank you Kevin kirk cousins coming up shortly and um the the Vikings only had twenty 24- four. Uh, minutes 49 seconds time of possession which has been a problem this year the bears had a 35 minutes uh, the bears had more yards than the vikings but the the vikings only ran for 46 yards and and when they were salting it away they they got a key first down which which matters in the equation yeah. but the team that entered the week with the fewest runs of any team in the NFL just 91 you know that's something that's still very much is a work in progress and guess what the 49ers with uh, Fred Warner are next in town, and they're very tough to run on.
1: Yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup because if you think the Bears are physical, this defense that's coming into town Monday night is the most physical in the NFL. And if our rushing yardage is hard to come by already, well, it's going to be even tougher to run the football on Monday night. So, you know, that matchup, it, we'll, we'll get to that, I'm sure, in the next couple of days. Paul. Yeah. I thought Cam Akers did a really nice job when he came in. Um, you know, and then the running backs and protection too. the one, the, the interception that Cousins threw, um, you know, that was the, you know, that was Madison blo- stepping up and blocking the linebacker. And you just got to get a little bit more of them. Yeah. So he can't get in there and make those things happen. So the running game, running back position, it's still a work in progress. And, you know, like we don't have a ton of time to figure this thing out because you got to run the table pretty much the rest of the season. That's the hole that you dug for yourself. That's the reality of the
0: situation. But we'll see. Now, the Vikings won nineteen thirteen. 13 Sorry for the negativity here, but we were 2 of 13 on third down, and, you know, the third down percentage into the game was, was 38%, which is, is heading the wrong way. And 2 of 13, that, that obviously needs to improve. Let's see what uh, Kirk Cousins had to say following the game. Here's uh, his press conference.
3: You know, we're not going to be picky about finding a way to get a win. Um, Soldier Field has always been a tough place to play, and it was again today. Um, I thought our defense was phenomenal all game long, making plays, putting points on the board, getting stops, um, um, you know, forcing takeaways. And um, you know, I thought their defense did a pretty good job against us. And uh, you know, we could have, should have, need to be much better on offense. Um, uh, probably a combination of things there. And um, um, I think the second half especially, you know, when I get more going in the second half, but it does feel really good to win, to win on the road in the division. And um, uh, Garrett Bradbury in the locker room pregame uh, took a clip from the from the Texas Rangers and made sure that Creed got played before we went out in the field. And I felt like that that may have made the difference. So we got that going for us. But uh, take any questions, yeah.
2: What, what made you decide to play Creed?
3: You know that the Rangers have been playing Creed, and their role in the playoffs, and. Uh, uh, you know we've been listening to it in the lifts a little bit here and there but music's banging on the on the on the boombox most uh pre-games and uh in the locker room we thought we made mix it up mix up the genre a little bit get some Creed in there and uh Garrett made sure it happened and uh it was uh it was well received
2: Which
3: song? Uh we started you know it's got, they got got quite a catalog but we started with uh with Higher with Higher this week we didn't want to you know we didn't want to overstep our bounds so we just one higher and then uh you know next week maybe we can see what we go to from there. It's a new tradition now. Well, you know, we'll see. But uh you know, I just may have made a difference, who knows. Is this what you expected uh how to be defended without Justin or what did the how did the game play out? Yeah, I, I need to watch it and really digest it to give you a better answer, but uh I felt like they did a good job, um, in coverage. I felt like they did a good job with their movement. I felt like we would have a positive play, get to a a manageable down and distance, and then we'd have a negative play, whether it was a penalty or a, a go backwards a little bit. And now we sort of shot ourselves in the foot to be able to extend the drive. And so stringing plays together was hard for us to do. Um, and then once we got a lead, I think we were certainly wanting to run the football, run the clock and, um, and then that, at times, then kind of potentially gave us some longer third downs that were harder to convert as they were kind of sinking. Is it frustrating to feel, again, kind of like there is more out there? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, happy to win. You know, that That certainly, I'll sleep better tonight knowing that we won. But um, and I don't even know that I'd say there was a lot more out there so much as we didn't string plays together. Um, um, you know, it was it – was, some third downs were tight man coverage, and we just couldn't seem to, you know, make make the throw, make the catch, make the play. And then other times, um, you know, we just had some really long yards. We were checking down underneath, and it was hard to get to the sticks, and um, kind of a combination of things.
0: Sure, I think last
3: week
2: Jordan was saying that he's found, or maybe someone told him, that teams don't always defend two yards in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's how it mm-hmm. that happens. But on the touchdown, it's more or less where you found them, right?
3: Yeah, it was. Um, that was kind of just a soft spot in their zone. Um, Kevin Stefanski used to always say, you know, the back of the end zone is the least defended part of the, of the field. Um, I think that was more just in their coverage. That was just kind of a soft spot in the coverage. And the corner was sinking, the safety was moving there. They were both aware, but it just, you know, we were able to kind of find that soft spot. Um, and Jordan did a good job, you know, settling in that zone. How important has Jordan Hicks been to this locker? Room, yeah. Kind of what you guys have built the last two years? Yeah, no, he's he's outstanding. Um, I played against him as a rookie. I remember back in like 2014, and you just felt like this guy's going to play a long time in this league, and um, you could just tell he was a, he was a he was a real deal. And um, um, you know he's come back from multiple Achilles tears. Just a lot of grit. Um, does things the right way. You know he's just a great person, great player, and um, you know he's made all the right stuff. And uh, we're fortunate to have him. And um, you know he's the kind of guy you want your whole locker room to look like
1: on the uh the fumble in the first half on the backwards yeah I don't
3: know what yeah there. yeah i was trying to just throw it away and avoid the sack and um um you know obviously the ball needed to be down you know forward and i was trying to just send it and it obviously went backwards and um that's where you know i do i do want to throw it away but i was nervous about intentional grounding and if i throw it too far forward as cam acres not you know in, in the area and um, and so that was kind of what i was trying to do but uh too cavalier you know with the football maybe better just take the sack or or put it out way forward and trust that it won't be intentional grounding I'll go have to go back and watch it and kind of decide that.
2: that uh camp or uh, cj ham looked like he was sort of near the throat yeah the yeah on the one that they did call
3: yeah that's what I said to Brad uh, the head ref and, and he said upstairs they they said that uh, there was nobody in the area and I said I had that I gotta get the next play and get going but I was like yeah the fullback was there and he said oh I, that's what they told me upstairs I said okay agree disagree <laughs> next play how much were some of their blitz blitz looks like how much did you guys expect that yeah or how much was that kind of catch you off how much did that catch you off? yeah i think we were we were we were ready for some of those blitz looks i think the uh the movement even on non-blitz looks where they're just stunting i think uh is always difficult because it's happening post snap it's happening on the on the fly um again i, I didn't see it so I go back and watch this to how we didn't handle it or did handle it but um that was certainly you know one of the weapons they threw at us was the the, the movement and creating some unsettledness. Kirk with um, Jordan trying to handle a lot of the pressure of being supposedly a big guy with Justin out he said you know I had to learn to just kind of calm myself down yeah on the touchdown
1: pass what did you see from him after being put in that position? This
3: week? Yeah no I mean I he's pretty calm you guys probably know him talking to him you know he, uh, he's kind of just chill and relaxed and, and the lower energy and 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 so you know i know he's all there i know he's 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 doing his job i can trust him and uh you know i i kind of see it as kj bp tj jordan josh oliver our backs you know i kind of see it as a, a lot of guys that can kind of help fill that that void that that is is there when justin's out
0: what you think of cousins game overall
3: uh, you know, okay, just not a lot of shots
1: down the field. I mean, the one throw that he had to Addison that was a perfect throw that addison didn't come up with for about 20. It had been 25 yards or so. I think that was a key miss on Addison's part because you know Cousins has that rhythm. He has that feel for certain guys. mean he developed it late, I think, with Hawkinson, but uh, never really got that with, you know with Jordan Addison. There was a deep comeback. that ball was you know it was a little bit late. it was broken up. So not a lot of like rapport, so to speak, you know what I mean paul it's like yeah. I, I just don't feel you know him Addison at number one is very comfortable for cousins, yeah, I thought protection for the most part was pretty good, um, but not a lot of shots deep, right not a lot of not a lot of throws down, you know deep down the field, and you know so a shorter passing game, not as effective as as I was hoping for, um, but you know play action has to come into play there's a lot of things else that you know other things that we have to do and Again, yeah, it's it's a learning process, but overall, you know, we'll give the offense can can learn from this week, but they are gonna have to pick it up if you want to have any chance against the 49ers. Great job
0: on the microphone as usual. That's up Pete Bursich, analyst for the KFA and Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. I'm Paul Allen. I call the games right next to Pete. And uh, don't forget, speaking to Pete, he does a second to none film study of The Adversary for Vikings.com. It's a Curly Harris production. That'll be available at Vikings.com early in the week to learn about one of the best teams in the NFL. And I also have a one-on-one sit-down with Kevin O'Connell called X's and O's. You can listen to that Wednesday evenings at 6.30 on KFAN or watch it on Vikings.com. Minnesota is 2-1 and one on the road and 2-4 and four on the 2023 season with the 49ers on the horizon. Monday Night Football at US Bank Stadium. Thank you very much for listening to the Vikings Post Game Report at Vikings.com.